Do better for yourself. Do better for yourself. Do better for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. This episode is our obligatory about episode where I tell you about me, how this podcast came to be, how my businesses came to be, and so on and so forth. Um, So hopefully I make this interesting for you. And this isn't one of those, well, I did this five years ago, and then seven years ago I did this, and then this happened, and that's how, you know, those things. I don't want to be that way. I don't, I don't want this episode to be like that. And I'm kind of feeling like it <laughs> it's going to be. So I'm going to try really hard to not make it like that, y'all. All right. So I'm Jerrica Detliff, and this is the What Glass Ceiling podcast. This is the podcast where I document my business's growth to seven figures. I am using it to create, I'm using it to document the creation of a new brand, of a course, of a book, of another podcast. I am a serial entrepreneur. I love working for myself and I love online business, y'all. I love it. I love the flexibility it gives me. I love the time freedom it gives me. But I'm also learning that it's not, I, I can't just be happy loving online business because I tried to love just an online business. I need something that allows me to be creative. And I am working on embracing a new title for myself. Um, not an, I mean, another title, I guess, for myself, but one that I haven't embraced before. And that is the fact that I'm an artist. And that's something that I never identified myself as until well, really this week, I guess, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, um, so I need to be able to combine online business, which I love, with art, which feeds my soul and art in multiple different f- fashions. I mean, art is in painting and I decorate cookies and tea blending and singing and graphic designing and so on and so forth. Sewing, um, art in many forms. It, it feeds my soul. It makes me happy. And I am learning and documenting how I am combining my two loves. So, but um, for, let's, you know, get back to, let's get to the origin of all this, right? So, like I said, my name is Jerrica Detliff. I'm married to the love of my life and my absolute best friend, Eric. Um, we are, he was my middle school crush. And maybe I'll tell that story on how all of that came to fruition on another episode. But uh, long story short, life brought us back together when I was, oh, 24, 25, 24, I believe, so when we started dating. Um, and that was almost four years ago. Um so yeah, I'm married to him. We live in Philadelphia, which is, oh, that's a whole nother story. It's the greatest city in the world. And I've been wanting to live here since I was eight years old, y'all. And I just am so blessed. I'm We're literally living a dream of mine by just living in these city limits. Um, and it's an amazing community. The city is vibrant and beautiful and historic and just so full of camaraderie and it's just 
to be a Philadelphian is to be a member of this amazing club. And I just, God, I love it. I love this city. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we live in the city of Philadelphia with our two beautiful children, Jonas, who is four right now, and Guinevere, who we call Winnie. And she will turn one-year-old this month. I can't believe that that happened. Um, we also live with our puppy dog. I have had him in my life for almost eight years now. He's a miniature Australian shepherd, and his name is Cash. And our hedgehog. Heidi, she's three. So that is our family. And yeah, so that's who you're dealing with. Now you're probably thinking, oh, what a beautiful, normal American family. Ha, we are now. <laughs> but I didn't used to be, guys. And how I came into business, in fact, honestly, coming into business for myself is what allowed me to have all of this because I wouldn't have been able to have the, pl the flexibility to create this life if I didn't work for myself. So let's backtrack mm, five years ago, I guess. Five years ago, I was in a very awful relationship. It was extremely abusive. Um, and I was the um, your typical abuse victim. I, I kept going back. I didn't want to leave. I protected my abuser, so on and so forth. Um, and then a few events happened <laughs> and you can read all about that in my blog if you want, because I wrote all about it. That's www.iamjerica.com. Um, but let me just say a few events happened and I found myself, um, pregnant and I could not, I can make excuses to allow myself to subject myself to the abuse, um, as in, you know, I chose that relationship. I chose to be with that person. Perhaps that's what I deserved, whatever. But I couldn't rationalize in my head how I could ever allow a child, especially a child that did not belong to that person, um, how I could allow a child to be subjected to that ever. There's no circumstance where I would ever be able to do that. And so when I found myself pregnant, I left and I never looked back. I have never looked back. It has single-handedly been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. Um, and it led, it, it was the catalyst to this whole chain of events that I, I couldn't have predicted <laughs> ever in a million years. I couldn't have predicted all of this. And this chain of events that led me to the life I live now, which is so beautiful and full of such love and I'm just beyond grateful. Um, but when I was pregnant, after I had left this relationship, I worked uh, two full-time jobs and a part-time job. And I went to school full-time as well. Um, up until I was six, seven months pregnant. Seven months pregnant, I graduated, so I didn't have school anymore. And then um, one of my full-time jobs asked me to... Um, oh, offered to promote me really to manager. Um, I was, uh, I was a server at a restaurant and I got promoted to the general manager. And when I did that, I left my other full-time job and my part-time job to be able to do this full-time. 
So I managed this restaurant. Um, it was family owned business and it served its purpose for me for a while. Um, I had my son because of working so much pregnant. I had a great savings account built up. Um, but I, um, I had my son ended up needing an emergency C-section. So after I have him, not only was I, you know, recovering from birth, but from surgery, um, and, and just being a single mom, single mom to this new little bitty baby. Um, although his, um, although, sorry guys, I'm getting emotional. It was hard. It was hard. And I ended up going back to work um, three weeks after he was born. Not full-time, but the I, the business that I worked for, they needed me to be there. Um, and so I didn't take my full six months off. I didn't – I wasn't able um, – I didn't have that time to heal, I guess. Um, and that's something that's that kind of put the distaste for working for someone else in my mouth um, because I was not happy with that at all. Um, but long story short, so I'm single mom to this beautiful little boy. He, I'm, I'm running this restaurant. I work 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, I am very, very passionate about being able to breastfeed. It's something that's very important to me and always has been. And I found that I was pumping way more than I was actually getting to nurse my baby. Um, and that was something that I did not like at all. I was very grateful I didn't have to put him in daycare. My um, my father actually kept him while I worked. And um, so that was really, that, that was something that was a real blessing uh, because I definitely did not want to end up putting him in daycare. Um, but anyways, I cried <laughs> on my way to work every single day for having to leave him every single day. I had this beautiful little four-month-old baby boy and I just, I couldn't stand leaving him, y'all. And I knew that it's not what I was supposed to be doing. So anyways, a few things happened um, within the business. And I found myself disagreeing with the way the owners did a few things. Um, it was not something that I felt like I could be a part of. And it was really, it was really hard for me. I don't know. I made excuses for a while about it, but it just got to the point where it was really hard for me to be a part of it. And, um, anyways, it was the day before Christmas Eve where, um, the, I ended up getting into an argument with one of the owners. Um, it was a husband and wife and they each had their own, um, things about them that I didn't really care for. Uh, but one thing I really didn't care for about the wife was that she was very, um, she could just be downright nasty to her employees sometimes. And it, she was one of those people where when she got angry, the whole room felt like there was ice picks in it. You know what I mean? Like just the whole feeling of the room changed just because of her attitude and people were on pins and needles when she would walk through the door. And it was, it was just, it was it was really rough being a part of that, I guess, really. Um, anyways, she and I got in an argument because I had taken off for New Year's Eve. I had requested New Year's Eve off months in advance because my family does Christmas Eve. They do a big Christmas Eve, but not a big Christmas day. 
So anyways, she apparently did not like that I had taken off Christmas Eve. She told me that I was going to have to come in. I told her I wasn't. Like, I just wasn't up for negotiation. I wasn't going to miss my son's first Christmas because I had to be at work. It just wasn't going to happen. Anyways, got into an argument. And it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I sat on it a little bit and stewed over it and ended up giving my resignation and leaving because I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore. And honestly, guys, it's something that I've been thinking about for, I don't know, a month or two leading up to the actual incident ever since I started finding out the things that, like I said, I didn't really agree with. And it was always a decision that I I was really scared about, like, because I was, I had a, I had a steady paycheck. I had a paycheck coming in every week. And I, just the thought of giving up that was kind of nerve wracking. Um, and I'll, I'm sure you could agree because, you know, everybody likes to know that you have money coming in, right? Um, and so just saying, okay, well, I'm going to give up the steady paycheck. That was, I thought it was going to be really hard. But when the day came and it happened, I was so confident in my decision, y'all. I was, I just, it just felt right. And I didn't know why it felt right. Um, I would learn later on that it was because it would lead to what I was supposed to be doing in life. Um, I didn't know why at the time, but it just did. And it was really weird to me then that I didn't feel as scared as I thought I did. Um, But anyways, so I turned in my resignation. I finished my shift. I closed down the restaurant and I went to Walmart and I bought a whole bunch of stuff to do all sorts of Christmas baking. And I went home and put my baby to bed and baked some goodies, poured myself a glass of wine and watched Love Actually and just felt amazing. I still remember sitting there on my parents' red leather couch watching Love Actually with the Christmas tree glowing and everybody else in the house was asleep. And I'm sipping my glass of wine thinking I was supposed to be feeling this way. I don't know. Thinking that something amazing was about to happen to me. I didn't know what, but I just felt then that something amazing was about to happen. And y'all, if it did, oh, um, so, and I won't tell this whole story on this episode, but I ended up, um, my family and I ended up flying to New York City on a whim, bought tickets on Christmas Day, and then went to New York, uh, Philadelphia, flew into Philadelphia two days later, um, where my now husband lived, and I ended up going on my first date with him um, on that trip. And the whole reason I was able to do that is because I quit my job four days earlier, <laughs> um, because if not, I would have had to been back to work that day. Um, and... Yeah, so I ended up going on my first date with him and came back to Texas. Um, and then I, after that, I decided that I was going to take a month and just rock my baby. Just enjoy rocking my baby. That's all. And I did. And then after that month, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to need to start figuring something out. Um, I don't know what, but I need to, I need to do something. I can't, obviously my savings account isn't going to 
stay built up if I keep, I, you know, don't add to it. So what am I going to do? And I looked into network marketing companies. Um, I decided that whatever I did, I was going to work from home, period. Like I was going to work from home. I wasn't going to leave him anymore. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was going to figure it out. So I looked into network marketing companies because that was just the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I just didn't really see anything that I felt like I could stand behind 100%. Um, And then I was scrolling through Facebook. This was right before Valentine's Day of 2016. I was scrolling through Facebook and I found this girl on um, one of our local like buy-sell trade pages that was selling chocolate-covered strawberries a dozen for 20 bucks or $25 or something like that. Crazy. And all they were were strawberries dipped in chocolate. They weren't anything fancy or anything like that. Just regular chocolate covered strawberries. I got to thinking to myself, I could do that. I could do that, make a better product, make it more creative and sell it for less and still make a crap ton of money. And with that, Sweet as Honey was born, and that was my home-based baking business. And I ran it for a year and a half, almost two years, and it was wonderful, y'all. It was so amazing. I honed my skills of baking and cake decorating and cupcake decorating and cookie decorating and strawberry decorating. And I learned to bake all sorts of wonderful things like pedophores and pies and Oh, it was breads and it was just, it was amazing. It was so great and it served me so well for the time that it did. Um, It allowed me the flexibility to not only work for myself so I could uh, nurse my baby whenever he wanted to nurse um, to the point where we, our, our breastfeeding journey went for two and a half years because I had the flexibility to, I could let him do that and not feel the need to wean or have to constantly pump or I just let him do let him go as long as he needed to and that's one of it's honestly it's one of the things I'm most proud of myself for was that journey um that was all because of that decision to work for myself not only that but I had the flexibility to have a long distance relationship where my son and I were Jonas and I could fly up to Philadelphia and visit Eric while we were dating for long periods of time, for like six weeks at a time, and then fly back to Texas. Um, The only issue with that was whenever I was in Philadelphia, I was not working. Um, Because obviously to have a home-based bakery, you have to work from home, right? And when your home is in Texas and you're visiting Philadelphia, that doesn't really work out so well. So um, I was also going to full uh, school full-time at that point in time, too, finishing my bachelor's degree in business, um, business finance. And my decision to work for myself led to the flexibility to be able to do that from online, a complete and total online program. Um, and so I got to focus my attention on that and focus so much attention and do so well that I ended up graduating with a 4.0. And that was that was something that was – I'm also, it's one of the most – proudest things I'm most proud of myself for was that um because I I had people in my life that told me that I wouldn't be able to do something like that and just to prove to myself that I could despite what other people had tried to you know I don't know beat into my head um that was that was amazing um but like I said home-based bakery hard when you're not at home so I needed to figure out something that I could do 
from anywhere, anywhere in the world. If I was in Texas or if I was in Philadelphia or if I was, you know, stuck in an airport in, I don't know, St. Louis or something, anywhere. And um, I ended up stumbling across this network marketing company because I tried one of their products and it was fantastic. I had amazing results instantly from a whitening toothpaste. And then I decided if their toothpaste works, then perhaps one of their other products will work too. And tried their mud mask and it was incredible. I fell in love with the products. I found out that the business was free to join. And I had never seen any other business where you didn't have to pay a monthly fee or a sign-up fee or a kit or a anything. You didn't have to pay anything. <laughs> and so I decided, well, heck, I'd give it a shot. And I did. I gave it a shot, and I did that for two years now. Um, and I just actually recently stepped aside from that um, because I wanted to – well, I'll, I'll do an episode on why I stepped aside from that. Um, but just for now, just know that I stepped aside from it and not because I'm upset with the company or not because I didn't enjoy it or because it was, it didn't work or whatever. Um, because I made a really good living. I completely replaced my income that I had made as a restaurant manager, um, within three months of starting the business. So (laughs) yeah, it was amazing and it was really great. And again, it served me for the time that it was there. Um, and I still, I'm still taking care of my customers. I still, you know, make sure that I get them anything that they need. Um, but it's not something I'm, I'm seeking to build at this point in time. Um, and I, our next episode, maybe I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, but I, I've been having these feelings recently and I can't really explain them. I don't know. I got to the point where I was so unhappy um, in my doing my network marketing job that I considered actually going to see a doctor and getting on antidepressants. I was so unhappy and I couldn't figure out why I had no idea. Was it hormone related? I'm, I, like I said, I have a, our daughter Winnie is almost one now and she's nursing and maybe it's just hormone fluctuations from nursing, or maybe it has to do with the weather change because it's, you know, fall now and, you know, we're not getting as much sunshine or maybe it has to, I don't know. I didn't know why. I had no idea why I was so unhappy, but I was. And I considered, like I said, going to the doctor and getting on antidepressants. Um, I decided I would try one more natural, (laughs) natural remedy before I did that. And I started taking St. John's wort um, and magnesium. And actually those helped so much that I no longer felt like I needed to get on antidepressants. So I was really happy about that. Um, however, I still had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was like an existential crisis. Like what am I supposed to be doing with my life? What is my purpose? Why am I here? I don't feel like selling toothpaste and beauty products is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I didn't feel like that was it wasn't where my heart was. It it just didn't feel right. And don't get me wrong. I love all the products. I still use them. I will always use them. And like I said, I will continue to take care of my customers. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I'm done. I hate this because that's not the case at all. And actually, I recommend it for anyone looking to enter into a business, um, especially one, especially if you don't have a lot of capital to begin with, because 
it's literally free. Um, so I really, I, that wasn't the case. It, it wasn't that I felt negatively about that, about the business itself, but I felt negatively doing it. Um, I did not like it. I, what I used to love, I didn't like anymore. And I didn't like myself for not liking it. And there's just this whole thing. So I just, I hit the brake um, at my husband's suggestion, actually. And he, he told me that maybe I should just step away and see what it looks like on the other side. And God, he was right, y'all. He's the best, by the way. Um, but he was so right. And I did. I hit the brake and I just decided to mom it for a little bit and um, just enjoyed playing in the floor with my kids, taking care of our home. Um, I got to do some projects around the house that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, but not only that, I got to be able to insert myself into our community more. I joined this amazing book club with other female entrepreneurs. And um, actually, I'll get to interview some of them on this podcast. You can talk to them um, with just these amazing women. Um, and I got to do that because I got out of my, you know, Facebook bubble that I was constantly working in 24 hours a day and actually got into my community. But not only that, I also started volunteering in church. Um, I love to sing and actually I'm pretty good at it. So I started, I signed up to Cantor at church. Um, I decided to join the choir. I am teaching what would be the equivalent of Sunday school um, to fourth graders and I'm lecturing as well. So I'm doing all of these things to, I, I had this extra time now because I wasn't stuck in my phone um, to feel like I could actually contribute to our community. And I don't know, y'all, it's been amazing. It really has been. It's been so great. And I never thought, if you would have asked me a month ago how I would feel, or I guess a month and a half ago, how I'd feel about stepping away from that, I would have told you that that would have been earth shattering for me. And it really hasn't been. And I feel like perhaps it's all for a reason. I know it's all for a reason. Actually, I don't feel like perhaps I know for a fact I have, God has proven me time and time again, that the way you feel about things, there's a reason for the way you feel about things. There's a reason. And whether you can consciously identify the reason that is your intuition God in you, your innermost self, whatever you want to call it, talking to you and telling you which direction you should be aiming for. Um, and I just didn't, you know, I know that and I can tell you all that, but at the time I didn't realize that's what was going on um, until I stepped away. But then I... I didn't feel like just not doing anything was what I was supposed to be doing either. Like I didn't feel like just being like being a stay at home mom and not pursuing any type of business was what I was supposed to be doing either. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. I felt like perhaps I should be doing something else. And anyways, I, um, last year, uh, flashback real quick last year, I made ornaments and sold them, um, Christmas ornaments and sold them like they're customized and sold them on my Facebook. And I had a lot of friends that were really interested in them. Um, I made like 200 in a week last year. It was amazing. It was great. And it was so much fun. I loved it. 
And so this year, um, I posted on my Facebook and asked my friends if anyone would be interested in me doing it again. And I had a, a bunch of people say, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, but then I had a couple of people that were like, are you going to do different ones? Because, you know, we ordered a whole bunch last year. What are you What are you going to be doing this year? Um, which led me to think, huh, I should do something different. So I started to experiment with different ideas for Christmas ornaments. Um, and that's when I came up with this idea for hand-painted ornaments. And then I kind of tell myself the same thing I've told myself for years. And that I'm no artist. How am I going to hand-paint Christmas ornaments? I'm not a very good painter because I didn't think I was a good painter when I was six. So apparently that makes me a bad painter for the rest of my life. <sighs> Funny, our self-limiting beliefs, huh? Um, so anyways, I'm no artist. I'm no painter. How am I going to paint ornaments? How am I going to hand-paint ornaments? Well, then I tried one and y'all, I know that I did it, <laughs> so I'm probably a little biased, but it's one of the most beautiful ornaments I've ever seen in my life. And I thought to myself, huh, well, perhaps you're kind of talented, Jerica. <laughs> perhaps you should do this. Um, and so anyway, so I decided that I was going to offer that kind of ornament for my friends. Um, I also decided I have all of this beautiful vintage lace uh, that was gifted to me and I've been looking to do something with it. And so I decided that maybe I should do something with that as well. And then all these ideas start coming to me about all these other gift ideas that I could offer and things that I make and things that people have shown interest in purchasing when I've shared them before. And I decided, hey, why don't I just start an online store? I'm going to be posting these on my Facebook anyways. Why don't I just create a way for people to look at them? And anyways, all these ideas, you probably know, when you start having all these just ideas, just one after the other, just hit and hit and hit. It's like a wave, just during, a, like waves on the ocean during a storm, just crash and crash and hit and hit. And one idea after the next comes up and then was born Mabel and Aubrey. Artisan gifts and teas. And that is what I'm in the process of building right now, where I can sell these handmade pieces of art, functional pieces of art, um, as well as my husband Eric and I blend tea. And that's, I've wanted to have a tea shop for about a year now. Um, and I just I found a way to merge that. So gift and tea shop. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm building right now. And I am so excited for you to walk through this process with me and building it. Um, I will, uh, I'll, each episode, I'll tell you a new something that I've done to build onto the business um, and to get it going. And yeah, so right now <laughs> I have the idea and the domain and the Facebook page and Instagram. Um, but I haven't really done anything with them yet, but I just decided that I'm going to create this brand and I'm so excited about it. And it's perfect. It's a time for Christmas and it just feels good. It feels good. My soul is at peace for the first time in, Oh, I don't know, a year with what I'm doing. And it's just, just feels right, y'all. It feels right. Um, but then adding on to that, I also, uh, I mentioned in the first episode that I'm creating an online course as well. Um, something, this is something I've been wanting to do again for about a year now. 
I'm really good at telling businesses, people, entrepreneurs, um, small businesses on how to find their ideal customer, how to create their ideal customer avatar so that I feel like there's, there's different types of advertising methods. And the one that is most commonly used is what I like to call a shotgun approach because it's just like the, it's just like the BBs in a shotgun. They just, you shoot in, you know, a single direction, but then these little bitty balls go everywhere. Right. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a typical way of marketing, but with the way that social media is constructed now and with the way Instagram and Facebook advertising is constructed now, I can get an advertisement basically in front of a single person by just creating the perfect avatar for them. Um, and so that way the, the benefit of that versus the shotgun approach is that I can help businesses get their products and their services in front of the people who are not only willing, but who are ready to buy it, whose lives it will positively affect, who want what they have to sell. And I am creating a course that teaches people on how, teaches businesses how to create that avatar, um, but then going further, how to advertise to that avatar and how to create different iterations of that avatar so that you know, so that they're able to advertise to not just, you know, women ages 25 to 50, but women with these particular interests narrowed down to someone exactly like who they're looking for. Um, so anyway, so I'm teaching, I'm creating a course on how to do that and, um, how to find your social media tribe, really all these, all these people who want what you have to offer and who think that you are positively affecting their life. Um, and just teach businesses how to do that so they can be profitable and create change in the world as they desire. Um, also I mentioned my blog and I'm turning it into a book. My goal is to have it done by Christmas. But honestly guys, we're talking about the way I feel and how I, you know, feel about things. And if that doesn't excite me more, soon that I might postpone that a little bit longer as well because right now and I'm trying to decide if it's just my own self-limiting fear that is telling me to take my time on that or if it's for a reason so really I'm just I'm just trying to figure that out right now um I think it's probably just me being scared to put it out to the entire world um because it's something that's really, really personal. And perhaps it's because then it, it will be like me letting go of it. And it's something that's been a part of my identity for so long. I don't know. I'm getting philosophical now. I'll do a whole episode on that. I'm writing that down because I have lots of thoughts on that um, when it comes to business. Um, so yeah, so I have this blog. Um, and I wanted to turn it into a book. And then not only that, but I've noticed it's been really powerful to, for me to be able to share my story and I want to be able to share other people's stories as well, which is why I'm also starting the Victor mentality, um, which is another podcast and it will interview and share stories of other survivors, but not just of domestic violence, um, of anything that could tear someone down. Um, it will interview how they survived 
And yeah, so that's what's going on. That's what I'm doing. That's how I got here. And I, I don't know y'all. I'm happy to be here. This is something else. I'd said it in my first episode. I've been procrastinating doing this since July and it's November now. All right. I just need to get my, you know what? I haven't decided if I'm going to cuss on this podcast or not. I'm going to really try not to cuss because I want this to be, I want this to be something that you can listen to in the car with your kids. But if I let out an occasional not so awful cuss word, I hope you forgive me for that. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. Welcome to the show. I hope that you feel like you know me better now and that we, um, we can do this thing together. Let's go build some business, guys. Love to all of you, and see you next time. Bye.